Welcome back, everyone, to Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas. It is Wednesday, September 16th, 2020, here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Once again, here to talk about the fights this coming weekend, as well as fights this past weekend, as well as MMA news, everything that's been going on. I know I didn't have a, I didn't, I wasn't here for a week. Um, just took like the Memorial Week off, did a bunch of other things, and got caught up. Anyway, I'm back. I'm here. You're, there's only gonna be one episode this week. Gotta go back home. Um, gotta go do some stuff as far as visit some friends for a wedding party. I guess I don't know engagement. I don't know something along those lines. Anyway. So this will be your episode of the week, and I will just go over breaking down this coming weekend's card, which will be on Saturday. Oh, why would I Google Google? I broke my computer. Googling Google. Uh, this Saturday, you got Colby Covington versus Tyron Woodley. And in the co-main event, you got Tyron Woodley, or Dar- uh, or co-main event, you got Donald Cerrone versus Nico Price. You also have the return of Shimev against Gerald Mershart. Who else? Johnny Walker returning on the card. Uh, Mackenzie Dern at strawweight against Rana Marcos. And then Kevin Holland, Darren Stewart. So we'll get into all those fights. Um, mostly break down the main event. Mursad Bektik was supposed to fight, but his opponent tested positive for COVID. So that's as far as any news on the upcoming fights. If we got any anyone having to get pulled out, and that's your first one. First one of the weekend is uh, Luis Eduardo Gregorio. He will not be fighting because of the virus. So this past weekend, we had a UFC event and a Bellator event, two Bellator events. Um, Phil Davis beating Leota Machida, Machida for the second time. And then you had Juan Archuleta attaining the featherweight champ, bantamweight championship in Bellator. So... On top of that, we had a UFC card. And in that UFC card, Michelle Watterson versus Angela Hill in a five-round banger of a fight. Before we get into that, let's go over some of the highlights of... No. Um, Go over some of the highlights of the card. For example, the Ed Herman win... Uh, Ed Herman gets a veteran move win by, he fakes, well, he gets hit in the liver and slow Mike Rodriguez. Mike Rodriguez, fantastic Muay Thai. I mean, this dude winning the whole entire fight looks fantastic. Um, Knees Ed Herman second round in the stomach and melts him. Like, knees him bad in the stomach. Ed grabs his rib and slumps down. Ed Herman doesn't do anything. The ref thinks that Ed Herman got kicked in the or need in the family jewels. He did not. Um, so Chris Tony, the ref, stops the fight, gives Ed Herman fought those five minutes to recover a quote-unquote gr- ball sack injury, ball sack battering, but he didn't. He didn't get hit there. He got hit in the stomach. He got hit in the liver. So he's getting five minutes to recover regardless. He's not going to complain. Um, you can't complain as a fighter. Otherwise, uh, Mark Rodriguez can't complain because he's going to get DQ'd. Uh, the coaches can yell what they want. Not going to do anything. So as the fight continues, Ed Herman then goes on to submit uh, Mike Rodriguez with a nasty Kimura. Uh, vintage Frank Mir, Minotaro Noguera like bad Kimura, Michael Johnson, Khabib Kimura. Shout out to Dana White for giving Mike Rodriguez his win bonus because Ed Herman obviously took the victory, but it goes on Mike Rodriguez's career as a 
as a, as a loss. Now, the question is, does it really matter as far as like, it matters as far as a personal thing. You have a loss on your career. No one wants to have a loss on their career. Um, especially, I'm assuming, uh, it makes him 11 and 4. Or he was 11 and 4, and now he's 11 and 5. Uh, having a 5 isn't the greatest thing. But that's more of a personal thing. Because he fights for the UFC, right? His fights are broadcast, recorded, and filmed. People are going to go back and watch that fight. And they're going to see that it was a mistake by the ref. So it's not like it was an amateur fight or a pro fight on um, a regional circuit and there's not really any good footage and it's kind of grainy or, you know, it's not a fight that you can dissect from every angle and be like, well, he was losing. There's footage of it. So you can can clearly see what a great fighter he is. I don't think this should be a drawback for him. I mean, he did lose. Technically, Ed Herman did catch him to Kimura. So he did lose. But, yeah, it wasn't like he lost the decision. He lost to Kimura. So if you are fighting Mike Rodriguez, maybe, maybe jiu-jitsu ain't his game, and that's where you can find from the film. Or if you're a matchmaker like Mick Maynard that tells you not to um, – you know, when he's matchmaking or whatever, maybe it helps him there. Either way. Regardless, I don't think it hurts him that bad. Obviously, Dana White gave him his win win money anyways. But uh, it's just bad refing. Terrible refing. Should be on that guy. Shout out to Bobby Green getting a dominant victory over an Alan Pat- Patrick. Bobby Green, awesome as always. Go watch this post-fight. Speech was really good. Um, Roxanne Montefiore getting that decision win over Andrea Lee. Kind of weird, but okay. Um, yeah. And then Ottoman Azatar going out there and smoking Kamal Worthy in the first round. I don't really even know how it happened. He kind of just didn't stop punching him in the face, Stan. I don't... I guess Kamal thought he was going to go into clench, but he didn't. He kind of just started throwing hands. I mean, this guy hits very hard, but there's not... I don't know. I didn't see anything that... uh, Michael Bisbing, during the commentary, was losing it more than I was as far as, like... uh, like, as far as, like, uh, blown away at his performance. Don't get me wrong. He knocked out Kamal Worthy, and he's a fellow prospect coming up, and very good. But there was nothing about the fight that I saw yet. I'm not saying that Ottoman isn't a great fighter. He's 13-0, and he's not going to be bought in the first round. I just got to see a little bit more. I got to understand what it is, like, what makes him so good. I just don't see it yet, and I just count it as he caught him. Uh, so congrats, and it's a win regardless, like the Ed Herman thing, like it's still a win, so good for them. I just, as far as like technical, at a technical aspect, I just want to, I just need another fight to understand better. Because the same thing in his last fight, he hits very hard, I get it. Um, I forget the guy's name, Pet, Pet, he just like knocked him out made like did the tombstone thing or not the a falling tree almost because the guy who was tall, fighting was much taller and he separated him from conscious and the guy just like fell first and it's the worst way to knock someone out so i get the power thing i totally understand it um i just want to see it technically as far as what can he do in a whole five round or a three round five minute five minute or five round ugh, five minute three round fight I want to see for the whole duration. Like, what does his technique look like? Yeah. You get it. And then in the main event, you had an awesome fight between Michelle Watterson and Angela Hill, just showing the the veteran savvy Michelle Watterson. Angela Hill putting on that Muay Thai clinic in the very first two rounds, piecing Michelle Watterson up. 
And then Michelle got got the takedown game going and then started racking up those strikes towards the end of it. And um, not necessarily that she was taking Angela Hill down constantly, but she did it enough and imposed enough of a grappling part, 18 of one takedown. It's not the greatest, but it at least got Angela Hill thinking and just implementing that into the game keeps it from being a kickboxing match, which Angela Hill is very good at, but into a full-on MMA fight, and uh, Michelle showed why she's better at it. Um, So, yeah, congrats to Michelle Watterson. She'll definitely take that win and move up. I don't know. Strawweight. There's some tough girls in Strawweight as far as uh, going to the title. It is not an easy road. Not at all. I mean, you got like Tatiana Suarez. Did I just fuck that up? No. Uh, you got like Tatiana Suarez. You got Joanna. Uh, That'd be a great fight. Oh, well, I mean, they already fought. So never mind. That wouldn't be a great fight. And we all saw what happened. Never mind. Um, give me the. I would like to see. Nope. The rankings. Um, Nina Ansaroff would be a good fight. Claudia Gadelia. I don't. I have to see. I have to see her. Nope. Who's Michelle fought? Who has Michelle fought? So Carla, it was her last fight, which Carla's been on a, a winning streak like crazy. Not the best fights to watch, but and then she lost to Joanna. So losing streak or two fight losing streak, not bad. But now she's one fight up. Carolina Kovalkiewicz, she beat she beat Felice Herring, she beat Courtney Casey. Yeah, so 2018 was her good year. 2019 was a good year until the Joanna fight. And then, so Claudia, it seems like a good fight to me as far as what what the next fight for her is. And then for Angela Hill. Marina Rodriguez, Tisha Torres. Ooh, Tisha Torres would be a great fight for Angela. That'd be a fun fight. Yeah, that'd be a cool fight. It's a two-fight losing streak right now. Um, But, yeah. So, good fight. It was awesome. It's a good fight. Good fight. Now, go back. Go back. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so let's get into some stuff. Let's get into some news, some some sad news. We'll start off, and then we'll slowly build to some happy news. So, sad news. Dustin Poirier doesn't want to do the Tony Ferguson fight because the UFC doesn't want to pay him. Boo. We're sad because that was going to be an awesome card or awesome fight, and uh, that sucks, especially because Dustin Poirier definitely deserves... More money. However, if you sign a contract for a certain number of fights for this amount of money, listen, I got to go with the law. Sorry, but not sorry. Like, people don't respect, like, law anymore. But law is law. And if you sign a contract, you made a, you made a pact as a man, and you got to live up to that contract. What separates us from the fucking animals, right? It's how we keep being civilized. If we start forgetting what law is, uh, and we stop, and we stop focusing on the fact that you know it's what makes business run and keeps business ethical, 
Because, yeah, does he deserve more money? Absolutely. Should he get it now? Yeah, he should. He should get it. To, he should have gotten it during the Khabib fight, right? He should have gotten a whole new contract, new things. Did he get more famous? Absolutely, because he almost finished. He almost stopped Khabib, and people love him. And then he, and then he beat Dan Hooker, and you know he got back on the winning streak. And his stock is very high. Of course, he feels like he's worth more money. That's a good thing. But man, get through this next fight. Fight Tony Ferguson, emphatically beat him, cross another contract off your list, and show another reason. Then come back to the table and try to renegotiate. That's how you want to do things. The renegotiation doesn't happen until you do an action. You can't come to the table and be like, and if there was a renegotiation, should have happened after the Tan Hooker fight. You can't come before a new fight get all the fans excited, and then be like, they didn't want to pay me even though you signed a contract. It's no, it's no fault on anyone here besides UFC, maybe because they should pay everyone more money in general. <laughs> but it's not a Dustin Poirier thing, except for the fact that maybe you should have just fought Tony Ferguson. It's just, it's not being dealt well in general, both sides, because the MMA world doesn't have the same litigation experience and time as uh, as far as, like, the way things work between the fighting fighters and the promotions, because they're technically, they technically are not employees, and the UFC does everything to keep them from being employees, but at the same time, Using their litig like their litigation team, their lawyers, everyone there, using the power to keep everything as close to employees, without them being like free agents, because then they can develop a, because uh, they can can develop a union and then help counter fight the man UFC, the promotion that's stealing all the money, right? But. Fighters can't get together and develop a union because it's a fucking lost cause at this point. And da 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 We've been through this. <clears throat> but what that means now is we're at this crossroads where fighters are just not doing things. Uh, John Jones is moving up to weight class. People are retiring. Like, there's a lot of things that fighters are doing that not necessarily appease fans, but it doesn't like it it's like them trying to fight the fight but it doesn't help anybody like fighting tony ferguson and then getting on the mic and going i'm not getting paid as much ufc pay me now like that that's right that's that's where at the level we're at now and unless someone wants to unless someone like john jones or these champs want to take a big sum of money and pay for a big lawyer, law, uh, law firm to help uh, fight the good fight, I just I see this kind of shitty situations happening from here on out. Like, it's never going to be great. Tony Ferguson's going to lose an, uh, lose an opponent a week of the fight. Like, it's crazy. It affects the fans at most, but it's both sides. No one wins, essentially. But good news, yay! Tony Ferguson helps to fight for Dustin Poirier by telling the UFC, give this man money, like pay this man. Pay this man, get me in there with him. Only a man like Tony Ferguson would do anything in his power to get his opponent to the cage because he wants to fight so bad. Um, UFC's trying to find a new opponent for Tony. I don't like this because this is one more of these situations where Tony's going to get a last-minute replacement. Um, he does well, but the older he gets, the harder that's going to be. Luckily, he doesn't have to weigh in for the, for the, for the fucking, for the sake of weighing in, just to show he can weigh in a week or two ahead of time. But yeah, Dan Hooker would jump in there and fight Tony Ferguson for sure. Eugene Behrman says. I mean. 
that would be a great that would be awesome just because i am a hundred percent sure dan hooker is in fight camp shape if he's helping israel out if he's in fight camp with israel he's more than ready to fight on that card just because just because oh wait is that the same card Hmm, hold on. I'm sure it's on the 253 card, right? 253, 253. I know Tony's not on it anymore. But, like, he's still on it, right? No. They just took the whole fight off. They just took the whole fight off. Now I can't tell. Oh, Charles Jordan on that uh, Holly Home card. Fuck yeah. Charles Air Jordan. Uh, I, I, I guess. I, guess. I don't know. I don't know. I think he was supposed to on the 243. Anyway, like I was trying to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure he could jump in there easy. Let's see. Any other news? No. Uh, Bellator, big, big moves for Bellator. They're putting on the first MMA fight in France. France, as people may not know, just legalized MMA um, in the whole country. Or Paris, maybe. Either way. So having an event in Paris is a huge deal. And Bellator jumping on it and the UFC not being the first ones, big. Huge. Huge. Fucking huge. Uh, Yeah, so that's the way it be. Okay, let's see. Let's get on to a morning report. Shout out to the return of Nick Diaz, possibly. Man. Bellator also moves from Paramount to CBS. That's huge as well. Oh, let's talk about the Conor McGregor uh, sexual assault allegations um, just because I want those clicks, baby. Oh, also remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. <coughs> oh. Go to SouthernScrapNation.com for everything else. Uh, please write a review for the podcast, positive or negative. Five-star it if it's bad or good. Just give me a five-star reason why it's bad and give me a five-star reason why it's good, please. It helps for people to avoid or find it. Um, Make sure all your friends hear about it or make sure none of your friends hear about it. And, yeah, sunscrapnation.com as well as Instagram, Facebook, and all those other places. You can catch me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, and all your other listening apps. So, let's get back into it. Um, Conor McGregor denies reported attempts or attempted, denies reported attempted sexual assault allegations in France. Manager's irate. Conor also tweeted some real dark shit about him thinking about suicide because people would keep, you know, the comments of him being, uh, it's, the, it's constantly happening. Now, here, yeah, here is the the question about it did he do it i don't know there's no way there's no way to know i don't know i've never been near him i don't know anything about him um i wasn't there i wasn't anywhere near paris france dana white comments crazy shit happens when you you're in that type of lifestyle 
Connor is so famous. Connor didn't retreat to a, a home in the mountains of wherever Ronda Rousey is and started her own farm and her own life and kind of dictates how the world sees her through like YouTube and being like very private. She is one of the biggest stars. Connor, on the other hand, gives his PR team a lot of work because he's constantly out. He's constantly doing things. He's constantly saying things and tweeting things, getting drunk, getting high, being a fucking celebrity, being a fighter that's not fighting. However, he's also worth a lot of money. He's worth the the amount of money that any big, famous athlete or movie star. Like, that's how much money he has. He's got over $100 million, probably, if not a, a little bit below that. With all that money, or maybe he's got more than that. I don't know. He's got a lot of money, regardless. He has a whole team of people that aren't Vietnamese that come to his house and do his nails. Like, that's crazy a lot of money. If you're paying white girls to come to your house and do your nails, I don't... I want to see your bank account. Like, that's a lot of money. Like, that's a lot of fucking money. Uh, On top of that, he also has, like, a whole cycling team he has, and, like, he goes on, does these water sports. You think think what GSP doing is water aerobics in the backyards... Like something that you go, hey, man, I don't have my own pool. I can't do these things. That's rich people shit. No, Connor goes and fucking bicycles in a lake or on the English Canal or what, where the fuck he does it. But he goes out and he does that. That's a lot of money. And there's a lot of people that want to get their hands on that money. I'm not saying that this person isn't wrong. I'm not saying that this, I just haven't seen I mean, he, he did he get charged with anything? He was arrested in Corsica for indecent exposure at a local court. Oh, indecent exposure. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> indecent exposure. Um, they called the allegation... <laughs> I mean, attempted a sexual assault. That's a little crazy. You know what I mean? I mean, it's one of these cases. Like, if he just showed his dick to, like, a group of people because he's in France. And, hey, aren't there nude beaches in France? Um, Just one of those kinds of things. Like, if maybe he showed his dick and someone... Claim sexual trauma. All right. I mean, fucking relax, but okay. Um, That's wild to me. But once again, he's got a lot of money. People want to get their hands on it. He gives his PR team a lot to work with. It's not easy being that famous. And there's only one person in all of MMA right now that's that way. He's loved and hated. Khabib's like... Loved by his people, so no one's trying to, like, take him down in Dagestan as far as, like, image-wise. Connor, people want what he has. Whether or not he and Dee are in a loving, caring relationship, they have a beautiful family. They constantly are loving and caring for each other. He posts how much he loves her and all these different things, and it's like, that pisses people off because he can still get his ass beat by Floyd. He can get his ass beat by Khabib. And he could still be better than everybody else. And he lives a better life than you. And he does cooler things than you. And more people love him than you. And he... And people... That fucks with people. And some people want to just take him down. I don't know the situation of the case, but from what I'm seeing and what I'm assuming, and I know that assuming makes an ass out of you and me, but that's why... I have the balls to come on here and say it and then whatever and people can hate me for it. I don't really care. I'm just expressing my views on it. This will continue to happen to him. Just like John Jones is continually in shit because John gives his PR and everyone a lot to work with. 
these these guys that are fighters like they live a crazy life that's the way it is they're athletes and when they're not fighting they fucking they doing something they're they drinking they partying and they do it with the same intensity as they when they go in there and they fuck people up so hate is gonna hate that's just a life he has to live that's the repercussion of being you can hide away you don't have to be a part of it you can just go go to a place in Corsica and not show your face to the public. Connor's a man of the people. He's a guy that plays in the same lane as like interacting with the public when he probably shouldn't. Probably should go ahead and do the Leo DiCaprio thing and just like never let uh, a person that's not in the same circle of finance as him even touch him. But that's why we love Connor. Gives the people what they want. Okay. Patricky, or yeah, right. I want to see Apache Mix. I want to see some of these uh, Belter guys fight these UFC guys. I'm talking a lot of shit. Mm-mm. Okay, what else? Darren Till looking good. Uh, Derek Lewis looking mean. Lean and mean. He's jogging. He's doing conditioning. I think, like, having... What's the word for it? I always like bringing this up. He uh, he got the rub from DC, I think, after that fight. I think when he fought DC, he goes, oh, my God. This is what it takes to be a champion. But DC is like, like he's a more accomplished person. As far as he's a very big professional when he was like, I mean, he retired not just recently, but like to get the rub from any champion, you could have got the rub from Robbie Lawler. I'm not going to take anything from away from Robbie Lawler's like reign as champion, but Robbie's just a true gladiator, right? He's just hard work and dedication to the top. Everyone knows that's what it takes. But it's these guys that fight like the John Jones, the GSPs, the greats. You know, Derek Lewis fought arguably one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. And he felt what it takes and he felt what it's like to be in there with him. He's like, I want to achieve that. And I think it's been a I think it's been mentally a big thing for him. Um as well as other things, but I, I think because Derek Lewis hasn't He's gone down a little bit since the DC fight. I mean, I, I think JDS. I think he had the JDS fight. Um, but he's only really gotten, like, slimmer and looked better. So, shout out to Eric Lewis. Killing the game. Okay, we're half an hour in. So, why don't we... Um, see if anything else is on here. Uh, 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 uh. Hmm. Okay. Daniel Cormier reveals that he had COVID before the um Miocic trilogy. And he's like, it's not an excuse. It's like, that's not the issue. It's the fact that if you have COVID and the UFC kind of just like brushed it on the rug, um, that's more of an issue. <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't really care if you had it or not. I like, uh, obviously that's not the performance thing. What I'm con- what I'm concerned with is the fact that the UFC, just like you saw the shit, Sometimes just brushes things under the rug, and then we're just supposed to sit here and go, "Okay, that's fine." 
Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, obviously, we want to see the fight. But if someone test positive for USADA, and then they still get the fight, <clears throat> Brock Lesnar, but other people get punished um, like recently Luis Pena for smoking weed and then having to do a short notice fight and then getting popped for the weed and then being like well it's a short notice fight but it's like we're USADA that's kind of you know that's what I mean it's like that's why obviously unions are a great idea but that's part of the reason why these fighters need to get like get together. They need to fight this together because this shady shit's only gonna continue to happen. Okay. Okay, I think that's about it. Uh, it's going to be it on the news for today. But uh, Gegard Mousasi versus Douglas Lima set for October 29th. That'll be cool. Diego Fajeda versus Drew Dober, November 7th. Great fight. Um, Chris Cyborg versus Blenko. I don't know who that is. And then Tyson Nam versus Jerome Rivera. This weekend. Okay. 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 Let's get into the fights this weekend. Let's get into the fights this weekend. So, as far as people to look out for, Tyson Dom fight. Um, Andre Ewell is always fun to watch. Uh, Jessica Rose Clark versus Sarah Alpar. I like these guys, uh, these guys and gals that are fighting the Tuesday night contenders. Always fun to see them go against, like, especially Jessica Rose Clark, like a a vet of the UFC, go against someone that just came in. Um, Mariah Romero Porella versus Myra Bueno Silvia. I don't really know her. She got decision by Mariana Moroz. And then so she submitted Jillian Robertson. This, uh... Oh, yeah, she's that Italian. Okay. Okay, okay. It's a, w- a weird prelim header. Oh. Because Mursad Bektik isn't going to be fighting. Okay, got it. Okay, so then let's go to the main event, and I'll give you my picks as far as compared to the Bovada ones, and I'll tell you which one is worth picking as an underdog. The Kevin Holland fight versus Darren Stewart, great fight. Um, I think they were set to fight before. Maybe not. Kevin Holland, two-fight win streak right now. Knocking out his two past opponents. And then Darren Stewart, I'm pretty sure it's coming off of a win. Yeah, submission of Maki Patolo. He's on a three-fight win streak. Yeah. I mean, let's see. I know Kevin Holland's on a two-fight KO streak. But what is the... what is? The betting have to say, the betting will determine because uh, I really like Darren Stewart. Huh? He's kind of worth betting as an underdog on the main card. If I can't pick a better underdog fighter, then I would go with him because, like, the Maki Patola fight's another, a good example. Like Maki's a hard hitting guy with the same kind of power, and it's like he got submitted. You can have the power all you want, but um, Kevin Holland is his losses are submission losses. He's got one submission win, but you know what I mean. 
And to be fair, no, I guess not. I would consider that him being young, and then. I mean, favorite's favorite. If you just want to play it safe, play it safe. Whatever. Mackenzie Dern versus Ronda Marcos, strawweight. Uh, Mackenzie Dern's looking great. Um, I'm going to go with Mackenzie Dern on this one just because Ronda Marcos, if she wants to take it to the ground and use, like, that kind of wrestling grinding thing, like, go for it, but you're going to get submitted bad. And then standing... Uh, maybe with a little bit more weight now that she's like really focused and stuff, maybe she'll deliver power at straw weight too. So I'm going to go with Mackenzie Dern on that one. Light heavyweight, the return of Johnny Walker versus Ryan Spann. Um, Johnny Walker. Yeah, I like Ryan Spann in this fight. Ryan Spann's beat Noguera. Now, some that's not a big deal, whatever. But that's a pretty big deal as far as it when it comes when you look at it. It was like through striking, like through boxing. Um, and I know it was he was you know later on in his career, but still. And then he decision win. He went through a decision with Sam Alvey, another vet. So he went through decision with Sam Alvey. He's got a lot of experience for a guy that's only got two fights in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, I just don't think – I mean, there's not that hype train anymore that'll, like, stare you in the – those lights won't blind you anymore. The sound of that train's not there anymore for Johnny Walker. So as long as he keeps it composed, um, Johnny Walker is very human. And they're both the same size. Johnny has a little bit of reach. And then Chimev versus Gerald Mershite. I'm going to go with Kazmat Chimev. I mean, all day. I know Gerald is a veteran, and I'm sure he's probably, uh, yeah, he's a big, he's a big underdog. Listen, if you want to, you could be that person that puts money on him and he wins. It's not impossible to think because of the experience that Gerald holds, but I don't know that his the wrestling of this guy is. I don't know. I just that guy's crazy good. I'm on. I'm on his train. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh man, Ketlin with the arrow is supposed to fight on this card. Damn, 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 damn. That sucks. All right, in the co-main event, we had Donald Cerrone versus Nico Price. So, do 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 do. Where is it? Why isn't it on here? Okay, it's not. Okay, it's on the... It's on the co-main tonight, right? Or tomorrow, or this weekend, right? I'm not crazy. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Donald's ready. Nico Price. Here they have it. Nico Price being the favorite versus Donald Cerrone. Um, Donald versus these welterweight guys does well because he loves employing like the bigger welterweight guys because he loves employing the the wrestling aspect and he's fast so Nico is on a he just lost to Vicente for the second time He really only loses to very explosive guys. 
hard-hitting explosive guys. I like Nico Price in this fight because he's bigger and awkward. It might just catch Cerrone. Yeah. The guys he gets knocked out, like Jeff Neal, Vicente, like these guys are true welterweights. I'm not saying that Donald can't knock him out. I just, I feel like if anyone's knocking anyone out, it's Nico Price. And it depends on how friendly Nico is with Donald. <laughs> All right, main event. Tyron Woodley versus Colby Covington. Um, pace. This is the name of the game, and I think Colby brings it, and Tyron doesn't have it. However, Tyron does have that one hit or quitter. He's got the hand. The hand to end all confrontations. Especially since Colby is a southpaw, as we saw with Robbie Lawler, Darren Till. He favors that. He favors that open side, smash him right in the nose. <coughs> He's been training with Masvidal. Masvidal knows a little bit of the, tri the tricks that Colby employs. However, however, it's about when they get there. Like, is... Because I know Colby's going to be... He's going to show up. He's going to show up in his face, grinding, trying to take him down, just like Kamara did to him. Take him out and put him down. And if I'm looking at any fight to represent what it's going to be like for each fighter... Uh, the Kamara fight for Tyron is going to be pace-wise, and for Colby, the Kamara fight, as far as power. He can't take the shots. Robbie Lawler fight took some shots. Tyron Woodley doesn't have, like, Tyron Woodley doesn't have any give on that shot. So if you get hit by it, it's not like a, okay, well, I'll just shake it off. It's a, you're down. You're fucking out. He's going to submit you or whatever. I think that's another thing that he needs to explore a little bit more is his submission game. It's just let his hands go. I don't get it. Like, they're five-round fights. It might be in his contract, whatever the case might be. Tyron knows himself by now. He can't be gun-shy with Colby. And taking this fight, you know you can't... Excuse me. You know you can't be gun-shy. So when I see a guy in Tyron who I don't know from his last fight because it just was the same thing. He just didn't pull the trigger, and um, Gilbert Burns was hungry, and he was looking for that head, and, you know, he he's just the hungrier fighter. Colby's hungrier right now. So, and he, he, he builds that hate, too. He builds emotion in a fight when he honestly doesn't really care but he makes you care. Now, Tyron caring has helped him a little bit in the past because, like, Darren Till fight, everyone put Darren as, like, the favorite, and that really irked Tyron. It really irked him, and saw what happened. He fought with a chip on his shoulder, as he should do in this fight. But he can't let it get away from him. He can't let the fight get away from him like it did to Robbie. Robbie let the fight get away from him against Colby. Colby just started racking up the points, racking up the strikes. Next thing you know, fourth round, it's like Colby's racked up 300 strikes. It's like, Jesus. Um, so, for Tyron, it's about opening up with the hands and letting your magic flow against the southpaw and doing what you do good against southpaws, fucking them up. For Colby, it's making sure you're in this guy's head, diving for them legs, when they're shelled up and when they're backing up, Tyron's going to give you the whole fence. He's going to give you the fence if he does what he does. He's going to let you back him up. So Colby's pressure game's already one step there. So it's just letting Tyron let you guide him to the fence, making sure that you don't get hit by a right hand, and then Bob's your uncle. And that's it. That's it. That's the fight. That would be it for him. His game plan isn't hard. He's... Yeah, the fight is Colby Covington versus Tyron Woodley. Colby's in the red corner. He's the favorite. 
This fight's about Ty- this fight is about Tyron making sure he's not a gatekeeper and a stepping stone to the title again. Because it seems like everyone that beats Tyron goes right to the title. Gilbert Burns, for example. So Colby's just one fight away from getting right back into it. Um, the favorite is obviously Colby, uh, but but if there's one underdog on this card, out of all of them, to put your money on, it's Tyron Woodley. The respect is respect is due. Former champ, as much as he's an underdog, he is also one hell of a fighter. Um, so is this the return? Is this the reimagining of Woodley? Training with a guy who also has some feelings for the guy that they're fighting. Um, a guy that has really thrown a cog in the machine of ATT and a guy that really, like, irks everyone's. Like, really irks him. You know, when he talks, when he talks about what he... I mean, he makes it political for no fucking reason. Like, I don't think Colby knows or cares one thing or two about politics, but he cares about making the other person care. And so being a troll is nice. Especially when you're really good at fighting. Because he's really good. That's what people don't realize. Like, his wrestling is very fucking good. Like, he's very good. Um, The fact that he can strike and then somehow get get you into a collar tie and have you in a wrestling match. Like, his blending of MMA. It's not just, like, striking to double legs. A little bit of that is. But it's also, like, striking to dirty boxing a little bit, to a collar tie wrestling, like we're in a wrestling match. Um, and I think that is that that is something that could definitely throw Tyron Woodley off. So, uh, I personally have Colby, but um, that's just because pace is the name of the game, and I don't really see anywhere. Like, if I just have to watch out for a big right hand and everything else... I might be a little bit better than. I'm going to go with that guy. All right. Uh, that's all I have. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will be back next week to break down Adesanya versus Costa and break down the fights this past week that are going to happen this weekend. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Went a little long today, but that's okay because you guys deserve it because you know you're worth it. Uh other than that, you can check everything else on sunscrapnation.com, sunscrapnation.com, sunscrapnation for podcast stuff, too, if you're searching for it. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, all your other listening apps, as well as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, sunscrapnation, sunscrapnation.com. Um, stay safe. Enjoy the fights. Enjoy Tuesday Night Contender, or I guess hope you guys enjoy Tuesday Night Contender Series. Uh, Until next time, I've been your host, Daniel Jonas. Stay safe. Peace.